As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast. Good evening, Rifflers. This is Rifts and Realms, the 5e D&D podcast where we discuss all you need to know about world building, from gods and demons to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the dungeon master and creator of Riftwake. I'm Josh, your co-host and fellow dungeon master, world builder, and fantasy enjoyer. Today we'll be talking about... Genre definers. Now, really Josh, just genres. What, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's what it is. I mean, Josh, we're Josh, defining what, genres literally. What, what is a genre, Josh? So, a genre. There's a there's a definary de- definition that we have here, which is basically a category of artistic composition characterized by similarities in form, style, or subject matter. And what that means in layman's term is it's a type. <laughs> it's it's a type. So, so you're telling me genres are just a thing. It's like a Pokemon. It's a it's a dark type. Oh. It's a ground type. It's a it's an electrical type. It's a mouse it's type. A, it's a romance type. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon, the romance. Type. <laughs> oh no, that's very cursed. <laughs> Victorian ah, yes. is my favorite romance, yeah, romance type. type. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that brings to mind very dark. Um, Copy pastas. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Genres are kind of inextricably linked to your world building. Um, whenever you're creating your your art piece, your your fantasy campaign or your campaign, your book, whatever it is that you're trying to put together, you're going to want to use genres as kind of like a guiding force. Um, you, they they help you kind of create these tropes and this knowledge base that helps helps really i mean that's the the whole point of doing this is to have tools at our disposal to use while we're world building and genres are one of those tools yeah i think like um to put put it very simply genres are basically this these collections of general tropes and ideas that creates a certain kind of setting or story typically yeah, absolutely. And so um, whenever you're putting together your setting and your story, being able to kind of 
use genres as a fence to kind of keep in your ideas and to stop you from wait, uh, wait, descending Josh, into madness. Are you telling me I can't have a mech and a dragon with an eldritch horror and a modern tank beside each other? You can. There's actually there, that. That's a thing. Gate oh. the, the anime. <laughs> oh, you mean the Japanese J- JSDF propaganda thing? Yeah, the the Japanese military propaganda, but it literally had uh, Japanese helic well, not Japanese helicopters, but helicopters with Japanese pilots shooting down a, a dragon. So, like, but that's just it. If that is your genre of like, w- like worlds colliding, is a, it can be considered like a type of genre, or I guess it'd be a subtype of genre, a sub fantasy <laughs> between fantasy and, and romance and slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> But that, like, that just is that, like, your these genres intersect in such interesting and fun ways um, that it kind of just Add like some. seeing what kind of genres you can put together and what kind of stories those make is a fun little mental process in mm, its own yeah. right. Because it's, at the end of the day, genres are classifications. Like they, they they don't really mean anything aside from like having being like a way to group these concepts, right? So yeah. like they're not really um like you can mix and match them together basically puts it yeah I mean at the end of the day the the whole reason why you include genres as part of your world building is to just have a way to connect the world to your kind of core concept so like for example whenever you're putting together your um your Odyssey and Iliad inspired um. fantasy then you kind of know what kind of genres you're going to be going for you're going to be going like high fantasy or like even like greek mythologically inspired sub-genre of fantasy and so really what genres are important to do is just attach what genre you think best puts limitations or puts uh the best connection to your your core concept that you're wanting to put out to your players and it also helps because uh tropes and genres are a great way to connect the world that you've created with your players by giving them something that they are already familiar with even if they might not have experienced it in this exact way so so josh give me an example of this what's an example of something that's obvious in a genre um, so something that's kind of obvious in a genre, um, maybe you you want to go like fantasy or you want to go like sci-fi? Let's go with sci-fi to change things up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with sci-fi, something that's like an obvious portion of much sci-fi is like how you're going to be interacting with technology and how the rules work for technology. Um and how your players interact with a sci-fi medium is going to be different than how they're going to interact with a um, disaster find find and forage type of setting. Um, right. Your characters are going to be engineers. They're going to be like politicians. They're going to be mercenaries as opposed to something like a um, investigative murder mystery where they might be like, uh, an up-and-coming detective person who's all about intrigue and investigation. Um, it, it gives your players kind of like a guide for what to expect, what kind of behaviors uh, might be right. expected of them and might 
you know, be expected of you as well. Like, like one of my favorite, like, um, I've been working on the sci-fi setting in my own time. And one thing I've been pondering, like thinking about is just not having aliens. Right. Because I don't think it's been done. Like it's, it's such an, a non-question. Oh, sci-fi aliens. There must be aliens, right? It's just like, what, what if no aliens? Mm-hmm. Then you just take a pause and like, whoa. Uh, Firefly. Firefly doesn't have aliens. Oh, I, I, I don't know Firefly. Um, <laughs> Stars Without Numbers doesn't have to have aliens. Most of it is human. Um, yeah, because like, um, I, I don't know. It, it just creates this different uh, experience and different like uh, entire way to look at the genre. Like not now that you don't have this one element that seems so like essential, like so core yeah. to it. Because then you go from ah yes, different ra- like different um, species acting with each other to hey, now I can play my colonization simulator without the bad parts of colonization. <laughs> or all of the bad parts of colonization still. Yes. Um, yeah, like a it's, lot it's, of the Somehow ones it's like still that. bad. I sent out my settlers and now I'm treating them like shit. Yay. <laughs> oh, now they're rebelling. Oh, no. Rut-row. Uh, yeah. You want independence? Never. Like there are some like connections to sci-fi that you're like, oh, it's like the Age of Sail. <laughs> like it's it's entirely possible to do to put those kinds of things together. Where you're like, oh, it's like a nautical themed sci-fi, um, but instead of sailing an ocean, we're sailing the stars. And so you can have those like interesting sub adventures and like, but once again, like that's a type of genre. That's where genres collide. They're an excellent tool for us to use. To kind of put another an idea. Um, and I'd say you kind of want to connect your genre to or you want to connect like your core concept, your core idea of your world building to a genre pretty quickly. It, it, I think that like connecting your initial setting to a genre answers a lot of really hard questions right off the bat. Of right. Because how you want it, to move forward. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, exactly. Because like what what your core concept essentially does, it gives you like rules. And a genre is like this wider net that stops the flow of like anything that's unrelated to your um, what you want. And then your core concept further like purifies and refines this uh, specific subgenre. Yeah, exactly. Like you can get more and more specific as you kind of tie everything to your core concept and tie everything to the main themes that you're looking for. Um, but, you know, so you don't want to tie a psychological horror 
genre to uh, what if everyone was just friends and nice with each other and like slice of life high school anime. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do like that's just it, like you can and it'll be kind interesting. Of interested in conflict, <laughs> conflictionary but you kind of like want to have a like whenever you're doing world building you want to set up the setting right and that's what genres are for okay so like genres at the end of the day all have their own tropes isn't that right oh yeah so these tropes like um what are tropes let's just begin with that so tropes <laughs> are like themes and motives and uh that appear in certain genre, like in, in genres and stuff that appear quite often, be it, um, for example, let's say... I'm going to correct you real quick, that they're uh-huh. motifs and not motifs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My English is bad. Mm, <laughs> we know. It's okay. Okay. So um, the motifs... Um, <laughs> Tropes are, I mean, everybody knows what it, like, okay, a lot of the times people will conflate a trope with uh, easy mode as far as writing goes, or they're also, like, tropes are kind of like, oh, if you abide by the the letter of a trope, it's because you're a bad writer, um, and no. I would disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree, I'd say yeah. tropes are an incredibly fun part of the genre that you're choosing, um, and they kind of make it a lot easier in the event that you ever need to uh, improv. <laughs> if you ever need to improvise, um, tropes are incredible shorthand uh, for players. Like in a fantasy setting, the trope of the greedy baron who is exploiting his people. Like that's quick. Done. You have an well, idea in your mind. understand who they are. The players know who they are. You know who they are. You know what they're doing. You know what they want to do. You have motivations that might conflict with the party. Boom. It's a trope. The greedy, the greedy Baron is a classic, but it's a classic for a reason. And that's because it, it says a whole lot of things all at once. Yeah. You like, have an example of a trope you want to use, Nathan? Before, before that, I would say like a trope is basically like having like it's it's just shorthand, short, shorthand, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a real fast way to convey information um it's literally the reason why adventuring parties are usually for people groups like my, my favorite <laughs> my favorite trope to use for a villain is like the the racist uh town guard you know <laughs> that is that is oh so good the classic mm. trope mm. chef racist. kiss man. racist uh, so yeah. hateable <laughs> so hateable so 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 easy to hate uh yeah i mean and then there's also like sub genres of tropes of course as well like there's not just uh types of people or types of actions there's also like oh using the power of love like that's a classic trope <laughs> you <laughs> using the power of friendship friendship <laughs> um but what was i saying i was talking about tropes yes tropes <laughs> friendship friendship trope yeah. yes uh, tropes put a whole lot of kind of helpful shorthand into your storytelling and um, they don't necessarily you don't have to abide by the complete letter of a trope. I'd say upending a trope is often just as fun as following one to the letter of the law. Um, an example of that, if anyone's ever fa- played Fable 3, I think I think it's Fable 3. Um Spoiler alerts for Fable 3, by the way. Um, but you are 
a kind of resistance fighter going up against your brother who's a local lord who's been exploiting the people and he's been so terrible to them and he's a um, an autocrat who's um, stealing the wealth of the land and bringing oh it to God. his own coffers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's horrible. Uh, yeah, he's all these bad things. And then whenever you upend him towards the end of the game and take over for yourself, you come to the realization that the reason why he was doing all of those things is because there is a terrible, horrible monster that will destroy the entire country if you don't make enough money. <laughs> Basically, it's more like if you don't prepare properly. And so the reason why he was doing all these terrible things is to put together a defense so that way the people could survive. Um, and so you're like, oh, OK, so the evil, the evil stepbrother leader of the country who betrays you at the very beginning has kind of been upended in a way that like, yes, he's he's a he's the hero in his story and the villain in yours. I mean, th that's a, always a fun thing because tropes essentially give you a very simple basis and what they can create is certain pathways to put a twist on them or change the perspective of which and sort of like making it different mm -hmm. but yeah i mean they're, they're they're just as helpful to be narrative shorthand as they are to be uh very intricately upended um let me see here there's an entire youtube channel that i personally love uh i'm gonna is it all right if i give them a shout out or i don't think anyone's gonna, gonna just go ahead care um there is a sub show that's called Trope Talk, and it is for overly sarcastic productions. And the entire thing about Trope Talks is just kind of like putting together these cinematic moments where you kind of go deeper into tropes like the evil empire trope and the uh, we're not so different. You and I conversation that villains have with their <laughs> with their foils, the heroes. Um, and and kind of what it means, where it comes from, and the different subcategories of that trope. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like thinking, what, what what do we do next? Uh, well, I mean, we've talked a little bit about genres. We could have this be like a shorter twenty minute episode or so. I guess that's fine. And just kind like, of have that be a convert, like it be our conversation, like. So we're going to be utilizing tropes and genres and stuff like that in our next couple of episodes where we kind of breaking when we'll be breaking down like the different, uh, well, some of the different genres that you can apply to your core concept um, and kind of the tropes that those things entail um, and how you can get a feel for your campaign while you're developing it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rifts and Realms. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Two stars lowest a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Podcast. Join our Discord every month we have a hangout session where you can speak with the cast. The link is in the description below. And you can send us an email, riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and adios.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.